What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly episode uh, podcast where we dive into the hottest and most buzzworthy news and current affairs with a touch of what, Terrence? A touch of humor. And, touch uh, of humor. I must apologize in advance because today is day one of uh yeah phase two and and yeah I, you know obviously we're all working from home and uh yeah you can you might hear some cries in the background that's my baby so don't be alarmed but what's the difference as though your baby was going to work before or something <laughs> no he's he what was kind of no he was attending he was attending <laughs> gifted education school so now home-based learning oh, yeah, so all his correct, assess- correct, yeah correct. he has to do all his assessment books at home la. so oh, he's crying true, in frustration true. and not being able to do certain certain like uh, our trigonometry stuff like you know. Oh man, yeah. I pity you as a parent, man. <laughs> what a downer! Yeah. Can't go for the seventh month uh, Jeep course, is it the gifted course? Yeah, Adam Koo like Adam Koo. He didn't qualify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam Koo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, we are living in unprecedented times. One more time. I mean, every day we are like, but now again we are we are in those times, those dark ages. Yes, yeah, and like I mean, like we we specifically uh, held off from talking about the the details that we wanted to talk about before the podcast because there's so much to talk about, man. With mm. with regards to this first topic, la. Yeah, but first, before all that, uh, you want to do the plug? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, I mean, this we we live in uh no, I wouldn't say unprecedented times, la, but Interesting times, mm. uh, where people are still having uh, having to deal with a whole bunch of new stuff and. We hope that this podcast helps kind of like lift the mood a little bit. And uh, if you find your mood lifted or more informed about anything in particular, uh, it would be great if you could share this podcast with at least one other person. Mm. Uh, yeah, Because, I mean, yeah, we want to we wanna get you guys informed while being entertained. So, yeah, so yeah that would be great. And, uh, I mean, in public interest, uh, I think today we have a lot of informing to do, huh? Like, like mm. I actually, I actually feel like maybe today, for the first time, we might be slightly ahead of the news curve. Uh. Oh, yeah. actually, in our defense, I think there have been times in the past where we do a podcast, then immediately, like the next day or something, an article talks about it. Uh. True, true. But true, I guess, true. yeah, yeah. But I guess this has never been this, this. Uh, how you say, uh, provocative. Uh. Yeah, and what is yeah. it we're talking about exactly? That is, uh, is a hot I mean, topic. the the buzz and talk about how the situation in Singapore with regards to COVID is more dire than what we are being fed through the mainstream media. Mm. I know that sounds conspiracy theorist. I know because that's what I felt when Terrence first told me about this. Mm. As I do, like, calm the fuck down. But then, uh, there's, there's certain things that, that are enough to make me freak out a little bit. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe you can start. You can start what, 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 what triggered it, right? What, yeah, what triggered it? What triggered it? I mean, I mean, um, Okay, firstly, like I think the last few days I've been seeing a lot of posts from friends on Facebook saying, Hey, we're all doing our part already, la, you all close the door, la, you know, in reference to closing the borders. Uh then on the flip side I'm also seeing uh posts from friends saying, Hey, you know, Singaporeans, we need to stop being racist and xenophobes and and things like that, la. you know, India is is suffering from the effects of COVID. A lot of people are dying, a lot of people are not doing well. Um yeah. And then on then on the official government side, I mean, literally MOH is releasing statements saying, yeah, you know, this 
this variant of the COVID-19 is a global issue. It's not just a Singapore issue. We can't close our borders forever. You know, we're, we're big city and all that. Lah. So uh, mm. I, I, that, that's why I really, I think over the weekend or what, I really tried to sit down and think, um, is there really, are there really, because the, the, you know, surprisingly, a lot of these people on Facebook who are complaining about a hey, close the door lah, and all that, they were, uh, at least in my, on my Facebook, lah, they were from minority groups lah. As in they mm. were Indian or Malay or whatever, like, you know? So, mm. uh, so like, is it... So, to me, it's like, okay, so is it really racist for me to be saying that, you know, I want the border to, to a high-risk country to be shut, lah, right? Uh, if, mm. there, if there are also other, like, you know, Indians or Malays also calling for it, lah. Uh, it's not just a Chinese Chinese privilege thing, lah, so to speak. So, I, I really start to examine, you know, what was the big issue with it? Uh, I think one video just suddenly triggered something in me. Like, I think the the video where the ministerial uh, multi ministerial task force was talking about the the recent um, cluster in Changi, and then they examined how it happened. And then mm. uh, and this is a Straits Times produced video, so it's not like some conspiracy theories video. This is our official mainstream media umbrage SPH Straits Times. Huh? Um, mm, mm. They produced a video that that talked about Ong Yi Kung's. Uh, explanation of how the the whole cluster might have happened, uh. and uh, mm. and they covered uh, two things that I thought were pretty, and they they mentioned this purely as facts, uh, that the they were now the airport is enforcing that the frontline workers who are exposed to higher risk con- uh, people coming from higher risk countries like India have to wear PPE. Mm. And they have they will be have to be segregated in terms of where they have their meals and where they have their toilets and th- stuff like that from the rest of the general population. Um, mm. Yeah, so when I that was Ong Yi Kung, right? Ong Yi Kung, Kung said right? that. So when I heard yeah. that, I was like, wait, 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 give me, wait, wait, let's step back a second. You mean all this time, all this time before the shit hit the fan, like f- our frontline workers were not given PPE to wear when they're dealing with say people flying in from India, right? And then, mm. oh, you mean all this time, like a frontline worker dealing with the immigration of, of people from high-risk countries, well, during his lunch break, he could just step out and go to a food court in T3 and, and just eat his lunch there. So that was where I was and, like, yeah. yeah, that was where I was like, oh shit, like that is such a huge lapse. And, 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 and um, coming from, you know, from our experience, our background in terms of uh, handling productions during COVID and stuff like that, to me, like that was this seems like such elementary things that that should have been in place way before all this happened. Uh. So, mm. so it was a big. I realized, oh shit, maybe there are much bigger gaps gaps in the in this so called system we have that um that we are actually we are actually not aware of lah. And that's where and I then started. You went to, on yeah. hardware zone. <laughs> <laughs> Eat drink man woman and semi boy, semi boy, semi boy. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I started diving deeper, and I started. Then I realized, oh shit, there, there's more to this, lah. Yeah. So over the weekend, you've been researching about this over the weekend, not just today. Yeah, because it, it worries me. This variant seems to be attacking children a lot more, mm. and a one-year-old mm. boy just got it yesterday, or just was tested positive yesterday. So definitely, as a father, I'm I'm uh, more concerned, uh, Yeah. No wonder, like our first call this morning at nine a.m. with someone we never met. You spend the first three minutes talking about. This. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That was fucking funny, man. Correct, I was like, correct, whoa, yeah. Darren Swan has been up to over the weekend, man. No, yeah, and I was very afraid that I was just like reading the conspiracy theories. But then, yeah. over the weekend also, there was another development that only solidified what I've been thinking. And, and you also know, know about this. What is it? Uh? Yeah, but it was the WhatsApp message, like, right? Correct, correct, yeah. It was the okay. So the thing is, it's a WhatsApp message from uh, a professor at the National Center for Infectious Diseases, lah. Yeah, correct. Right. Mm. Uh, and while I bring up the tab, <laughs> yeah, his name is David Lai. He's a yeah. he's an associate adjunct professor, I think. Uh, but but he's uh-huh. actually a director at NCID as well, and he is a mm. legit source uh, of information about COVID in Singapore. Um, I mean, since you can look him up, look up his name, D- David Lai, L-Y-E. And he has yeah. been speaking up, you know, on various issues with uh, over the past year. And, and his, you know, whether he's interviewed by media or what. So he's a legit source, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so so he had a, a WhatsApp message that was going around. Uh, like many WhatsApp mes- messages that go around, mm. uh, which may be fake, which may be real. So mm. it was a bit kind of like scary if you were to read it at face value. It basically says for many, this is, uh, I mean, yeah, like talking about how this this outbreak is, is we are at a more, is more dangerous now than it was just before Circuit Breaker last year and that people mm. must go above and beyond what is being asked to keep safe. Like, and then he goes mm. on kind of like a very like warning kind of message yeah. ending off in a very somber tone also saying that if if things go badly you know many people will die yeah. there'll be no beds for the sick mm. and you read it you're like ah fuck confirm fake news confirm <laughs> this professor lie doesn't exist yeah. confirm yeah. this is just some sick fuck wanting to do something terrible yeah. but then but then, but then they verified it with NCID <laughs> Straits Times and Straits Times verified yeah, that it th- came direct from David Lai himself yeah yeah so yeah. can you imagine NCID? You're like, yep, yep. Uh, Professor Lai, who works for us, uh, just uh, put this out, lah. Yeah. So I guess you can look at it like, okay, he's a concerned uh, professor and he just wants to get the message out. Mm. But what was the other thing that that people started talking about? Um, and in this credit to to people on Reddit, like, It didn't come from me, but people were saying that the very fact that um, a director of the NCID is going to social media to plead to plead with the public to go above and beyond what the government is asking you to do. That means he's not mm. towing he's not towing the government line exactly, like, right? The fact that he's doing mm. that implies that there might be some kind of um, comms breakdown between the NCID and the government officials. In the sense that NCID feels that this is much more serious than the government is making it out to be la. And 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 mm. that's why he has to take to social media to inform the public. Uh, which is quite. I mean, it's not something you see often. Now. It's reminiscent of like in the US when Fauci, Fauci yeah. and was like Trump that were loggerheads with the instructions, right? So yeah, in Singapore, these things are more rare. You know, where where you see someone actually deviate from the official multi-ministry task force line and everything, and say that yeah. you need to Singaporeans need to take more precaution than what the government is telling you to do. Uh, so that's mm. where I I I. St- I started to send this message to like uh, Harish and, and a couple other friends uh, in the sense that um, yeah we we need to look in, you know take more concern and, and, and look into this a bit more like, like what what information is being shared how it's being shared to everyone because uh. the truth is but also that a lot of these new phase 2 heightened measures have been coming in very uh, in drips and drabs uh, right like very piecemeal yeah uh. So I also like yeah. I'm I'm starting to get very confused about why are we headed towards and and why are we doing this and that like right, yeah, 
but I mean, so so to to be clear, like we are we are basically kind of uh just trying to wrap our heads around the development because mm. if you rely solely on mainstream media it paints one picture mm. but mm. um so i mean whatever we are saying now it is stuff that is publicly available we're mm. not saying that it's stuff that we have found under the you know on on this word on the street or anything but then yep. you know going back to professor lies message ultimately he's not really saying anything that the government hasn't really said la. so mm. so could it not be something that you know He's a medical influencer, lah. Mm. You know, the government has this campaign now, <laughs> and they're just like, okay, all these professors, yo, Prof Lai, you quite savvy, yeah. Just yeah. send a message out, you know. Correct, correct. Just it's a campaign. It's a campaign. Because um, he didn't say like Dr. Fauci, he kind of disputed certain things that were said. You know, wear mask, somewhere mask, somewhere. This one, it feels like he's just echoing and maybe emphasizing a bit more, lah. But but that's where I would um, I would I would say uh, let let's let's. Like look at human behavior for what it is, lah. Uh, mm. I think there were videos of Payaleba Emati on on the on Thursday, which was Hari oh Raya. yes, yeah. It was Fucking packed, crazy. Up. It was packed with people, <laughs> yeah. like packed to the brim. You would not be able to tell that we are in the middle of COVID, lah. Um, yeah, there was that, and then uh, reports from friends and everything. I I didn't go out, lah. But reports from friends that Saturday night every restaurant was packed. People were rushing out to make sure they could get one last dinner outside before the mm. the new restrictions kicked in so again you know that's going against the spirit of of all this of the point of all this uh announcing all these restrictions early like right it's not that mm. we we're not asking you to go out for one last hurrah uh what well, i think what is happening is we're, we're being told in advance that their shit is about to hit the fan so everyone please like stay home more not not go out and pia one last time and have a party like you know and I mm. mean, and then anecdotally, I heard even in my estate, everything I was hearing a lot of people having gatherings on on Saturday and, and Saturday night and stuff like that, like, You know, I understand the need for social gathering and all, but um, yeah, what what I'm what I'm saying is that I think that fact is being lost on people, like, because they're not being told that hey, you know, the all kind of so social activities maybe sh- you should. Check that aside. Leave that aside. Don't go out if you don't have to. You don't absolutely need to, lah. Um, mm. they, they were just being told, oh, just limited to two people, you know. But two people meet going to a house with, with with five people means seven people are gathering together and stuff like that, lah. You know. Um. Mm. So it, I mean, it is what it is. Like it is, probably nobody wants to have to go back to what it is a circuit breaker. But, uh, yeah. My my question was just, should we? be going back to circuit breaker already given everything that's happening mm. right so i mean i don't know like like i'm sure i'm sure there's been a topic of conversation with friends when you all meet right mm. uh i know that sometimes can be a downer to the conversation and i think i've like when it comes up people immediately go from like joking to like hey what do you think uh, mm. uh, about circuit breaker yeah. i think i don't know like i think right now it feels like we are almost circuit breaker but not really yeah so that's where it's a little confusing and I can imagine like the government can't even say circuit breaker because the moment it's yeah. circuit breaker, it's not like Malaysia, like, you know, MCO, like fucking every six weeks. <laughs> every continent. MCO. Yeah. Circuit breaker, you know, it sends chills down the spines of Singaporeans, no? Yeah. Uh, and it just freak people the fuck out. Like. So I think, but but if that is, if the result or consequence of that is kind of downplaying the facts, right, then that's also not good. Like. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah. Because... I guess the thing about the video, uh, and I mean, we'll put the link in the description because 
what I found scary is that yeah, they broke it down how that the Changi Airport is already the biggest cluster in Singapore, mm-hmm. right? Um, the thirty-eight cases yesterday is the highest daily c- cases we've had in a year mm. if it's community cases. Yeah. Um, they right now we are recording this at five forty-two p.m. and there hasn't been the government <laughs> WhatsApp mm. message today about the number of cases. Oh, actually, it just came um, in. It just came in about like half an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah, it's twenty-one new community community cases oh, and 11 lucky. 11 unlinked uh, yeah ah okay okay L- lucky because actually I haven't gotten it yet is the gov.sg whatsapp la? Uh, I, is I, it I, I don't know I'm just seeing it on Straits Times yeah oh yeah, okay yeah. because I haven't I haven't got that yet sorry I was just saying so yeah I saw, it, I saw it on Straits Times that's, that's okay okay uh, yeah. that's good but but I guess it's I mean but going back to what you said uh, about how yeah people need to almost how you say, uh, be more responsible. But that happened like quite a few times last year. And this whole, the, like, you know, people reacting like, oh my God, why are people doing this? Like, it's blah, blah, blah. it feels like it's, it's all, is the norm. Like, mm. whenever there's a warning when things are getting bad, this is how people behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there was one article that I saw on Facebook about the, um, the, the, uh, Australia's former deputy chief medical officer, um, he is kind of advocating that the goal shouldn't be to eradicate the virus because mm. that is not fucking possible. It should be about how to deal with the virus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there's been a lot of talk about how, you know, like countries like Singapore and Taiwan who've resumed having the gold standard of COVID containment are almost trapped by the, the low case number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think I think in some way that is also the case where, yeah, like to, to be trapped kind of like people are getting used to oh COVID's not in Singapore anymore when the mm. reality maybe should be like okay COVID's gonna be here for a fucking while yeah and you cannot take your foot off the pedal because honestly I I, I, I also feel myself getting complacent I try and check myself mm. but over the past few weeks till now uh, mm. I have been getting complacent like, and I think that's a common thing amongst most people like, if, I'm, if I'm not wrong yeah yeah uh, I mean I, I don't dispute what you're saying like, in the sense that uh yeah, I w- I w- the the ideal situation is that we control COVID. Every, we know that it will come in because our borders are, pas- are you know partially are open and everything uh, But yeah. we control the cases such that via quarantine and SHN uh, quarantine and stay home notice and and r- basically ring fence any kind of uh, you know anything that happens uh. Uh, yeah. But one of the shocking things was that. <laughs> Someone in Changi prison, a prison inmate, kena COVID. Oh, yeah, correct. And to me, it was like, I don't, it's almost like a stand up comedy oh thing. Like, the, the most, what is the most secure place where you have zero, you know, zero way of like, you know, getting out in the community and, 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 and interacting with the public on that is a fucking prison, right? It doesn't get any more yeah. controlled than that. And if the, even the prison has been breached already, right, for whatever reason, through a cook or a chef or whatever, like, uh, it's. I mean, you're going to throw all the prisoners in isolation, right? I don't think they have that many isolation cells or anything or so. Like. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so it's like... So, so... Yeah, when that when yes. that happened, it was almost like a... Yeah, it's almost something like... A, it would be in a stand-up comedy set, right? Where you like joke about it, but it actually has happened. Like our prisons have been breached. 
it's it's like the movie Alien lah, right? Or like you know mm. when the alien gets on the spaceship in space, you got nowhere to run. Mm. And this this you know like the fact that when I saw that prison thing, I was like, oh fuck, that's like the worker dorms. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's a huge place yeah. with with people. Like I mean, as much as they are separate inmates and all, they will interact to a certain extent lah, unless yeah. they're in an isolation room. So yeah. that so okay, when it comes to stuff like that may have caused that. That's when I think. If it wasn't handled well, right, then then that should be like, what the fuck happened? Because I know that Jade Rasif also shared Insta stories mm-hmm. of her experience with her helper, right? Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's been verified yet. Yeah. But yeah. the crux of it was that I think a few weeks ago she got a helper from Indonesia. Mm. Uh, she paid two thousand five hundred dollars for the in the helper to be quarantined for two weeks, right? Mm. But after three to four days, mm. she got a call and said, okay, she has tested negative, mm. right? And you can pick up within... 12 hours. You have to pick up yeah. within the next 12 hours. Yeah, like. yeah. So then Jade Rasif was like, uh, well, what, what do you mean? Like she paid for the two weeks, but okay, never mind. If it's the government say so, okay lah. Yeah. Then the helper came back. Then in the end, the helper fell sick and tested yeah. posi- positive for COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and basically Jade Rasif was recounting what she felt like okay like uh, then she had to pay for the test for her and her family and mm. the interactions with the ambulance staff wasn't that good yeah. and of course I mean <laughs> you have to give her credit for talking about this in a way that is g- engaging also like, because she mm. would write all these texts on top of a picture of her in a bikini <laughs> lying on a yacht yeah. Yeah. damn like wow that's some next level uh that was that movie uh, that movie that did, that did that to explain very uh, complex the big shot the, the big, big shot, shot yeah very complex financial yeah. terms with like uh, using celebrities or something yeah Margot Robbie in a bathtub you know yeah. because honestly I was like whoa shit goddamn. Uh, then okay yeah there's text okay so so sh- uh, I guess that's why it, it's, it, it got the message across la. but mm. if that really happened mm. if it was a lapse like that then that is fucked up yeah yeah I mean I don't know about you, but anecdotally, I have also heard of like Singaporeans who say come back from China and everything, and uh, yeah, they they you know they just do their stay home notice at home lah. That means they just go straight home. They don't have to stay in any special hotel or anything like that. They just go home mm. and then they take a couple of tests and then like, I think if they are they test uh, negative, then they they get to come out after like a shortened period lah, not not a full fourteen days or anything like that. So um. Yeah. I was a bit confused, uh, but I, I kind of, to me, it was like, okay, as long as the numbers remain low, I, I mean, I guess the people know what they're doing. Um, but yeah. then after watching that video about the Changi Airport thing and and yeah, just starting to look up a bit more on Reddit and everything and, and hearing this on Jake Rasif's uh, Instagram and all, it just makes me feel like, hmm, uh, somewhere the equi- some, there's a gap somewhere like, in the equation. So and then I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking like for ST for S Straight Times to make a video like that, I mean because S Straight Times often is like is like the mouthpiece of the the government mm-hmm. right. Um, that's what people say la, make, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what people say. So yeah. it's not verified, okay? It's yeah. no, please nobody take umbrage <laughs> at my statement. Yeah, okay, but for them to make a video that kind of like sheds light on okay this was mismanagement from the policy level almost mm. it kind of drags in another hot topic of recent weeks which is the whole editorial. thing with SPH la. editorial maybe now integrity the, right? yeah. <laughs> that's why editorial integrity maybe people at SPH are like oh yeah Ng Yat Chung you say you go editorial integrity right okay yeah. fucking take umbrage at this motherfucker yeah. and then like put some video like that because it almost felt like it was a 
uh, like the BBC put it on because you know they got this hot new scoop mm, on mm. Singapore fucking up again. Mm. But no, it was Straight Times. Yeah, yeah. So 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 it tells you that Straight uh, Times. Yeah, it tells you that uh, it's it, there is a fuck up lah. And um, you know, you know, we always talk about generals. Don't know what they're doing on that. The one thing that I would trust generals to be able to do, right? Whether you're a paper general mm. or whatever general, general SAF general in. US Army or whatever, you are able to plan for the movement of large groups of people in a safe manner, lah, very, very efficiently. Mm. Whether it's for NDP or whatever, right? You know, I feel like that's a, just something you learn in the army. Lah. How do I get like, you know, a group of like 20 or 100 misfits to form up properly and then march to the cookhouse together and sing a song on the way and shit like that, lah, you know? So mm. to me, it's like, this is like the basic logistical problem. And then, but then when I heard about the how the breach in Changi happened, then I was like, somebody is not doing their job somewhere la, in the planning side of things. Because, uh, I mean, even like our live show, right? Although, okay, our live show was a much smaller scale. La, but I felt like I really respected the crew and, and uh, the ushers and everyone on hand because they really helped to keep a, almost like a, a, an invisible wall between the performers and the, and the audience. La where yeah. the performers had to come at a certain time, enter through a certain door and go through certain security protocols. Uh, and then the audience, when they come, they go through a different door, they go through a different staircase, everything, such that the performers and the, and the audience never met, yeah. you know, all the way until after, only if they hang around downstairs outside of the venue, then they would have a chance to actually bump to each other. Lah. But, but yeah. that, in, in that sense, even, even you and your, when your girlfriend, when you want to meet your girlfriend, you can't just like, oh, you, why don't you come backstage and, and just see me, like, right? Yeah, there was not, zero chance not, of yeah. it. So I was quite impressed by whoever wrote all these protocols like, in the sense that they, I feel like they really thought it through how to make sure that the performers who had our masks off and were, you know, were, 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 had to do a lot of prep backstage that involved being standing closer to people than probably what normal people would do outside. Lah. They made sure that we were yeah. kept separate from the audience throughout the whole production. So to me, it's like, okay, I, I, I respect them for doing that. But then, like, Changi Airport, where, you know, people are literally flying in from high-risk areas, I realised they did not have those protocols in place, you know? Or at least, like, the protocols were not strong, any stronger, lah, or, or they needed to be stronger, lah, but they weren't. Lah. So it was, like, quite yeah. a shock to me, eh? Right. Yeah, so that's why, I mean, I'm curious to see how this develops because I can imagine some people saying that, I mean, okay lah, you know, mistakes happen here and there, you know, they've already done such a good job. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, of course, you know, you can't, you can't like segment out the, the healthcare workers and the cleaners, you know, just in a different area. Mm. They're already doing all they can. So that's why I think, I think, I think that's where the built up goodwill um, from the citizens of Singapore with regards to how the government ended up managing COVID mm. is hopefully doesn't doesn't allow them to not confront this or at least address this. Yeah. Maybe maybe we got the facts like even the video is providing some inaccuracies, but the fact that it's out there, I hope it's addressed la. Yeah, but no, but but you know something you said uh, I I want to address that because I feel it is a. Uh, bit of an unfair characterization of, of what people are saying in the sense that mm. um, we're not saying that we are angry with the immigration officers who went to go and eat lunch at the, at the Changi Airport T3 terminal and all that. Mm. We're just, I'm, mm. I'm just saying that we need to protect them better by giving them proper PPE to wear. 
you know I mean even though it might be uncomfortable or that but but that's protecting them and their families also you see yeah, um, and yeah. also segregating their you know where they have lunch and everything uh, to protect the rest of the uh, the airport staff you know because like you think about it the first case from there the 88 year old cleaner she was not wearing the yeah. full PPE like. And she's eighty. Yeah. She's eighty-eight years old. I mean, she's it's eighty-eight years old. Yeah, it's a whole. Fuck, that's a whole other discussion. Years. It's a whole other discussion about why the eighty-eight-year-old cleaner is cleaning a high-risk area, la. But maybe she got vaccinated. Maybe she's still really healthy and everything. But you can't deny that she's in a vulnerable group, la. And and the minimum, yeah. the least you could do is to have her wear PPE such that she is at least on the surface protected, la. So so to yeah. me that that I'm not saying that we oh you know we should shun our healthcare workers or frontline worker because there's there's i see two things going on people saying that saying all singaporeans are racist and xenophobic for suggesting that we should we should cut out flights from india second thing is people mm. are saying oh we are we are being very bad by shunning uh healthcare workers and not you know and and, and even people who work in changi airport and things like that um but mm. i i think that is just a very um you're you're, you're preempting any conversation about how to better improve protocols uh. If the protocols mm. suck, right? It's not the fault of the of the people who criticize. It's the fault of the person who drew up the protocols, la. So so yeah. you know, don't blame the don't blame the player. Blame the game, la. And and then no, and I think you you hear that in some of the the ministers also saying that you know yeah. like okay, everybody needs to play their do their part, which is true, yeah. which is true. But in this case, yeah, like uh, if like especially because Changi Airport, you know, a few months ago, I think one of my one shock things was how they built up this business center mm, for mm. people to have business meetings at Changi Airport without touching or without interacting anything, you know, yeah, like there's yeah. a UV light to disinfect the documents as you pass it through a glass thing. Correct, correct. Then I'm like, uh, and then they, the ministers unveiled it with like this Power Rangers set up where there was multicolors, five of them standing on like pillars. Yeah. It looked pretty cool. But then <laughs> you see that on the on the back of this in the same kind of, Airport where it is the entry point for all these people, yeah. That that's when it gets like, wow, uh, what the hell, man? And I feel a bit sad because you know that 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 food court where which is apparently the ground zero of spreading, right? The food yeah. court that that uh, the staff at Changi Airport uh, eat at. I mean, you you used yeah. to work there at the airport, right? Like I think yeah, it, was, yeah. Is that food court is like one of the the nice little secrets about Changi Airport that you know, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah like it, it was a huge food court, mm. and because it was an airport, you get quiz all sorts of cuisine, man. Mm. Like the I remember the tandoori chicken was pretty dope. Yeah, so you know, to clarify, dope. this is not the this is not the food court that is on basement two or whatever la, Right, this is a separate food court that is actually meant for staff la, Right. Oh, is it? Yeah, this oh. is the one that they were, I'm talking about. No, but then how did the public go there? Some some public can go there. I've been there. What? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, that's only they know lah, but ah, yeah, it's, la, not, yeah, la. it's not. Oh, ah, so I they see. said the spreading happened at that food court apparently. Is that T three? Is it? I think, or, or there's one at T three lah. No, then then there's that there's there. I mean, each of them have staff canteens. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there are members of public who who, because they know somebody or what, they can access that food court lah. I suppose. No, but it, it is it is known to the like pe- back then people the public could get there. Mm. Uh, it's just in some corner kind of thing, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like one of those things that when I first when I first went to, when someone first brought me there, it just blew my mind because I I didn't know that there was like you know decently priced food available at the at the airport, lah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. The, but they do say that they went to the food court at basement two mm. where the shops 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, th- I think they said that they they went to various various of these eateries like, and but that food court was was also singled out as one a, of them as uh, one yeah. of the places like, that they had access Cause to. Because the yeah, because yeah. the Kopitiam Terminal Three food court was also one of the hotspots, correct, and correct, that was yeah. the one I was referring to. Uh, the Blue, I see, but yeah, because uh, that's that's in the public public area, la. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you know, but I think uh, there were, maybe there were people who just like nothing to do, then they just go to the airport to eat, la, Right? Because yeah. there's no but other reason to go to airport these days, uh. And and I mean the the conflicting thing about straight times that I mentioned just now is is even more how you say ridiculous because one of the the headliners on the uh straight times webpage mm. is. An article about a conference that was that was held today, the press conference for the emerging stronger task force, mm-hmm. which is the task force that has been put together to propose how Singapore can emerge stronger in a post-COVID nineteen world. Yeah. So it just feels like, oh, there's like, huh? Yeah. I didn't know there was a task force for this, um, but it just feels like, whoa, okay, uh, that's 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 nice, but um, yeah, it's a lot to take in, like, A lot to take in. Yeah. So I mean, um. Yeah, I, we're not. I, don't, I I think we're not saying like yeah, run. You know, go and buy toilet paper, run out and go and like. There's a conspiracy theory that that you know, yeah, everything's gonna shit's gonna hit the fan. But I think the the unlinked cases are what really worry me now, in the sense that we mm. we we have no clue how many unlinked cases there might be because we don't even know where they they got it from, and it might be a lot of them might be even be asymptomatic, and and you won't really know that. You don't even know how you got it, lah. That's the scary part. Um, but yeah. given that Changi Airport is the first port of call for, for you know, higher risk for the high people from high risk countries coming in, I just felt like the protocols there should have been stronger, lah. And and mm. uh, from anecdotally, again, reading from what people are saying, they say that China and Hong Kong are much stricter than than what it is in Singapore in terms of like the mm. the peop- everyone is wearing PPE when you arrive and stuff like that, lah. But in Singapore, mm. I mean, literally in the Straits Times video, you can see that there's there's some old man who's ushering and he's not wearing PPE, like he's just wearing a face mask. That's it, you know. Um, yeah. So it's quite it's quite um quite shocking, lah. Uh, maybe maybe this is the this is the the you know the real Singapore that 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 uh if you don't you don't read about in all the glowing the glowing uh, news reports, huh? But yeah. I, I also want to just uh, ask you earlier la, about something you said about the no... Because they said that, that it's impossible to have zero COVID, la, right? It, yeah. I mean, you see in countries like like we mentioned right now in the US, like the NBA is allowing you know people to come and watch games and, and yeah, the UFC is having big events with like thousands of people, no masks on at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, la, those people, I mean, those countries seem to be moving on with with uh, like life post COVID already la. um. So in what in what way can Singapore get there as well la? Do we need to when we say when you say live with COVID, do you mean go back to what life was before COVID, or do you mean like everyone get vaccinated or or what la? I mean, I I I have no idea what can be done, but I think right now the the sentiment is basically okay. You know, we have we have coped with COVID, and you know. We are close to having zero cases of COVID as the as the long term thing, lah. Mm. Uh, but I think maybe it's something that maybe we should not be hoping for, mm-hmm. uh, because that goal might be unattainable. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know the same thing we have to bring up like Scott Adams again. You know, like mm. um, 
in in Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, he he kind of talked about this one mind shift that he had that we talk about a lot also like is going from goals to systems like and he said if yeah. you target uh, if you have a goal every day that you don't reach that goal you are failing like so if you want to lose 10 kg every day that you haven't lost 10 kg you are haven't met your goal yet In whereas as opposed to just going for a run yeah, yeah as opposed to going for a run like. so i feel right now maybe maybe we as a nation have a goal like even if you look at the emerging stronger task force they say post covid world mm. Uh, maybe it should be a a, a COVID world, mm. <laughs> you know, emerging stronger in a COVID world, mm. because There's if no we are setting up the expectations, yeah, yeah post COVID, maybe maybe that's the mindset that all of us need to accept and embrace and uh, understand. Because, yeah, I think it's so easy to get complacent in a place like Singapore, yeah, especially when you look at other countries that are fucking going insane. You look at Singapore, you're like, oh shit, we got we got this, man. Yeah, but yeah. maybe. Maybe that's not a sustainable way of thinking, la. Yeah, and and I think the, I, I did I have often asked myself how come I see my friends on Facebook in, who are living in the US and all, they seem to be able to they are they young people but they're getting their vaccinations and all. And then I realized, I mean um, the US probably has much more stronger bargaining power because they funded a lot more of the of the vaccination research, and 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 I think also that my friends are probably paying for the vaccine themselves. Um, mm. Whereas in Singapore, we are waiting to receive a free the free dose of the vaccine, uh. so so it's a uh, it, I guess right now it's prioritized towards the more vulnerable older people and all, but uh, I, it's never a real apples to apples comparison that you can make with any other country because everyone's also dealing with very different kind of situations in each country, la, Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just that yeah, la, This one, the Changi Airport one, I was like. Mm. I think Chang- I think because I think airports in general, whether you go to you know, whether you go to like uh airport in France or airport in US or airport in Singapore, what generally you're all there for the same reason and and then you can sort of compare the experience a bit more objectively, la, right? So so, mm. so so that's where I'm like mm, the safety precautions taken in Changi Airport I feel should be uh, should be stronger, la. Should we we should take pride if they are stronger than and tighter than other countries la, rather than the other way around la. as in as in like yeah. be, be proud that oh we are much more open or anything like that and then I'm more lax and all we shouldn't be like yeah yeah and and basically kind of not take it like okay take it for granted that like, oh you know we have like Changi Airport has to have this shit under under control like. if it's mm. not then people should question and people should uh, demand for answers la. yeah yeah so so are you are you team Team, uh, close the door or team, keep it open. Uh, I think that's a, <laughs> that's a very uh, simplistic way of looking at it. No, uh, I believe that that it is a. Well, I don't. I mean, I think, yeah. I I don't even know how to answer that, man. Because okay, like then it goes back to the thing, like uh, keeping it open was what Singapore was doing, and mm. like in some way there is some benefit, like, But if as part of the process, they didn't do at the airport what they needed to do. Mm. Then it kind of is one step forward, two steps back with regards to this whole keep open thing. Like, because now it's going to be harder to justify why we need to keep the doors open. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I actually, I mean, like you, I also do want to make sure that, you know, all the protocols are in place. But at this point right now, I feel like... Um, they just I mean, no more Indians. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. There, I mean, there's a very seems to be a very big 
thing about racism. It's a very big discussion about racism and xenophobia. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, some people, are, we're not advocating, I, I, I say we loosely, and I don't know who this group is. La. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that we need to close our borders entirely. But if it's yeah. selectively, you know, saying, oh, for this two, three weeks, maybe no flights from India or something like that, la, right? Until yeah. we get our, our own situation under control, until we figure out how the hell, how the hell even a prison can get infiltrated and things like that, la, right? Uh, give us like two weeks, three weeks to figure it out. I think that's still okay. We're not asking for the borders to be shut to everyone, la, right? We're asking mm-hmm. perhaps to be a bit selective about this. So, so I, I also take umbrage with the characterization that just because I say that, oh, close the door means that I mean shut the borders <laughs> of Singapore entirely, la, you know? I You're just, taking umbrage at me or the fact that I mentioned that there are people out there with the sentiment? No, I'm taking umbrage at, uh, say for the Ministry of Health, they made a statement saying that, uh-huh. oh, this is a global issue. It's not just Singapore. We cannot shut our borders indefinitely. We're not saying shut the borders indefinitely to everyone, you know? You can, yeah. you, there is nuance you can, there's nuance you can do about this. Like, and you will piss off some people just like, just like other countries also shut the border to us, like, right? At one point. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we... we but okay, like maybe there are some nuances, in t- you know, even in terms of global trade that, that Singapore being a very small player that, uh, that we cannot afford to do. But I would rather that they also be transparent about some of these things rather than just characterize Singaporeans as racist or xenophobes or, thing, or, or things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, I guess we are back to every day we're just, we're just waiting for the news to see what's the next development, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. For a while, for a while, it wasn't like that, right? Yeah. You know, we were kind of like, okay, yeah. things are life getting back to normal. But now, because I'm sure, like everybody is thinking about it. We already saw photos of people, uh, stocking up in things at the airport. So, yeah. so yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully numbers come down. Yeah. Hopefully things get under control. But yeah, we'll be right on it. Uh, anytime there's any interesting news, like yeah, 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 correct. But uh, yeah, speaking of uh. Don't be racist and xenophobic, xenophobic and everything. Uh, mm. Our second topic also is somewhat related to that, lah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a quite interesting thing that happened that got us a got Singapore a lot of buzz on the international press as well. What is that? Yeah, it is um the fact that the latest Miss Singapore Universe, which um Singapore Miss Universe, uh the, the during the actually this was during which organization uh. was it the actual Miss Universe yeah yeah Miss Universe oh yeah like, it was yeah, Miss yeah, Universe no. yeah during yeah during the Miss Universe pageant over the uh, weekend the Singapore contestant Miss Bernadette Bell Ong mm. uh, during one of the uh, segments wore uh, a, a dress or like what do you call like a cape almost mm. that had on his back the phrase stop Asian hate mm, so mm. it was in red and white colours and it said stop Asian hate mm. and yeah, so the news, there's a bunch of articles from around the world saying that, you know, the Miss Singapore uh, makes a statement. Mm, mm. Bold statement. Yeah. And generally bold, positive. Yeah. Bold right? statement. Yeah, yeah, generally positive. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess uh, elsewhere on, on, on Hardware Zone, <laughs> <laughs> people people didn't really feel the same. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but, um, I mean... Like yeah, so so that's what happened. Uh, but what are, what were your thoughts when? Or why? What made you want to talk about this? Uh, uh I no, cause I think, 
I, I saw someone on Facebook, I can't remember, someone saying like, oh, is, isn't it ironic that um, someone from Singapore, if she, you know, she did this on the international stage uh, and everything, and then she gets, you know, she gets applauded and all. But if she were to do the same thing in Singapore by, you know, holding up a sign or something like that, she probably will get like arrested lah. So, <laughs> so I I thought I, I thought I I thought actually yeah that's kind of true uh, that's kind of true and uh, the other thing about it was like the yeah like, the I guess there's a there's a wave of like uh, especially for Asian Americans right now there's a wave of like um, attacks and 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 you know like seems like very vile racist attacks on Asian Americans because a lot of people in America for you know thanks to Trump and various reasons. Uh, seem to be taking a lot of anger on on Asian people, uh, Asian people there. Yeah. Such that such that it yeah. seems almost unsafe to be to be Asian and living in America at this point, Because you might get randomly attacked mm. by people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so, yeah. I found it funny. I I don't say funny, but I found it uh, both quite quite interesting that a Singaporean was was you know championing this on on the back of her of her cape. Um, yeah, and, and by the same time, yeah, like that that uh, it's not. It's, I wouldn't say that stop Asian hate thing is at the f- forefront of everyone's minds in Singapore, especially the Chinese mm. people in Singapore. Even though we're a majority and everything, like right. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so yeah. it was quite interesting that she chose she chose this as her, you know, the the this hill that she would die on, right? Yeah, but but what do you think of her choosing that, la? What do you think of her choosing that? La? Uh. Yeah. Smart lah, smart, smart. I would say it's very smart. Smart lah, smart, not yeah. like compassionate, you know, noble. Smart, smart. I mean, smart. it will, it will, it's gonna get you a lot of attention. Um, it's not a, it's not a very polarizing kind of uh, slogan like 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 Black Lives Matter, for example, right? Versus mm. All Lives Matter, all that, all that nonsense. I mean, it's literally yeah. just stop, like, uh, stop beating up random Asian people that you meet around, right? It's, it's yeah. not a difficult message to get behind. So for her to do that on the national stage, I mean, I I did I did not look at any other dresses of any of the other Miss Universe contestants or anything. I just only saw this one only lah. Uh, mm. And last time Singapore Miss Singapore Universe contestants, I remember there was one where they did a dress of like Trump's hand, Trump and Kim Jong Un. On the dress or something like that, shaking hands or some shit, right? Do you remember years ago? Someone designed the dress. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was horrendous, uh, that was horrible. But this one I feel like okay, like, you know, it's it got a lot of attention and it's uh it's not a terrible message to get behind either. Uh. So I I'd say it's yeah, smart. I, I mean the Trump and the the I mean the Kim Jong un, it was just two hands like shaking yeah. hands. It was fucking ridiculous. And then wasn't there some Nasilamak thing last time also? Uh yeah yeah was it Singapore oh, was Malaysia I think it was another country right yeah oh it was maybe Malaysia it was Malaysia yeah 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 but it was a Singapore one the <laughs> the shaking hands thing that was fucking yeah. fucking hilarious because the hand was like but literally positioned around the the crotch area as well right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and given what Trump has said about like grabbing crotches and all that it's, it's not a good got not yeah. a good look there. yeah so so if someone were to ask me also what uh what she did I think. I think yeah, it's definitely smart lah. It's definitely mm. smart. Mm. But also, I think, like, I I know I can imagine people giving a shit for it. Like, uh, why 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 you why you care? You know, you're from Singapore and all. But to me, Miss Universe, it is a global thing. And in mm. some way, I can imagine like Asian Americans 
just seeing someone from the other side of the world from Asia also resonating with the cause mm. i think yeah i think that's that's good lah that's good for her mm. uh at least using it in a way that yeah like what you said it's not a polarizing thing mm. um Asians getting beaten up is never good. Yeah. It's not even saying okay, beat up someone else. You yeah, know, like, yeah. uh, uh, and and I mean, even the I think Mie, the Myanmar contestant she hold up a sign saying "Pray for Myanmar," mm. and she did advocate a cause there as well. Correct, correct. So, so yeah, the bigger question for me is like, I fucking Miss Universe is still going on. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's going in like, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it happened in person. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, here we are talking closing borders, you know, blah, 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 you know, every country needs to be isolated. And here's an event that is bringing people from all around the world. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, this, the, you know, we, like UFC and all that, they've been holding very, very big events in Florida because I think nobody in Florida cares about it. Lah. But that's why, that's why I found it funny. Like maybe, like imagine if like, instead of saying stop Asian hate, she had like, close the borders on her on her dress <laughs> yeah, that's and she wore it at Miss Universe or something like that that would be like crazy I think people would like be throwing tomatoes at her and all right yeah yeah exactly yeah. so so yeah so I guess I mean she like her Instagram profile I'm guessing she did get a lot of followers because mm. uh, she's been posting a lot about that so kudos to her la. yeah and, and she's kudos to I think her, her story is quite interesting she's also born in the Philippines raised there as a kid and now I mean now she's moved to Singapore and she's a uh, Singaporean la. so but uh she's definitely like um yeah la, it reflects a lot of what uh you know the, the Singapore is where we are very open society to to immigrants and everything la, right mm. uh, so yeah I mean it's I, I think it's a good look for Singapore and if it makes people think that Singapore is a much friendlier place you know it also uh yeah goes against this narrative of Singaporeans being racist and xenophobic la, right yeah exactly which I think is a good thing for marketing la, yeah yeah but but I mean it's just like okay so you know as much as you say close the borders I'm looking at a post from uh Bernadette on her Instagram and she said at her fly off on 1st May there was another Singaporean flying off to qualify for the Olympics in Tokyo mm. so you know like we like 5 minutes ago literally we were saying Oh, you know, maybe the border closing thing should happen, but there's still stuff going on. So I think it's it's even more tri- confusing than last year because mm. last year it felt like the whole world is like, okay, it's trending towards closing. Huh? But here mm. there are people going for Miss Universe and Olympics and then like cases are spiking. Mm. Like, holy shit. Not, I bet yeah. Ong Kong is like thinking like, wow, wow, first few weeks of Minister of Health. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, if, yeah, if there's... Still, if the rest of the world is is moving on with events and everything, I don't think we as Singaporeans should be you know should be excluding ourselves from them. Um, but we should definitely be following whatever protocols are necessary. Yeah, like I think, for example, I think Singapore increased the quarantine uh, quarantine or stay home notice to twenty one days, for example, because of the new variant being more. Uh, being more, uh, being incubate, uh, being able to incubate in the human body for longer. So, so as long mm. as we follow all these protocols, I think it's it's okay to be traveling and to be you know an active citizen of the world uh, and and doing work for yourself. So, so I'm mm. not I'm not against like people traveling, but the protocols need to be right la, and need to be followed la. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, because I do, I know like um, the actress that we worked with on She's a Terrorist, Ketanya. I believe she's mm. I believe she's somewhere in Indonesia right now for the next month or something for a shoot, la, You know? Yeah. So, so exactly, I'm exactly. I'm very happy that, that 
uh, you know, Singaporean actors or freelancers and all are, are able to find work during this period. And they should like seize these opportunities uh, when they come because there's so few now right now. Lah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, so I mean it's just gonna be an interesting next few days. And I think now that, that people are at home and yeah, it's it's just just interesting, like interesting. Yeah. So interesting times. Yeah, well, I mean literally Ongi Kung just took took over on Saturday. And yeah, there's <laughs> shit is shit is hitting the fan as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, we are gonna be doing our podcast, so so we ain't gonna stop. Yeah. As so things develop, la. What is your one favorite one short comment of this podcast since the last? Uh my one short comment was uh, something someone posted three days ago from Cuban Kiwi, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you mentioned it in the previous podcast. But I, like just looking at the comments, I. It's about the the screenshot that he took about being the 69th subscriber. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, it really reminded me of, like, the days when we were starting our Ministry of Honor YouTube channel. And we used to send each other screenshots when we would hit a milestone. Mm-hmm. So, to see, like, even our community do that. I think now we are, we are past 100 plus already. So, that's great. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, it's just it's just nice to... There's something very... How you say, uh, mm. Very, very romantic about starting from scratch and building it up. And yeah. and when people also join Respond. us on that journey, it's fucking great, man. Yeah, and actually, actually, my love it. my most comment is kind of relate, related, la. Like, uh, the YouTube channel now, our Yalabat YouTube channel. Um, we mm. we you know we crossed the hundred subscribers and all, but uh, one of the comments like that just came out a few hours ago. Was somebody is writing f- uh, SSRF, la. I don't know what that stands for, but he said, "Finally on YouTube, guys! I've waited so long for this day. Viewer engagement will be taken to another level." <laughs> oh, of course, uh, he says it as one of one of like four comments that have, that have been posted since we started the YouTube channel, la. So, uh, so uh, I'm assuming that the more will happen, but but yeah, it's cool, la, That um, for whatever reason, now now yeah, you can watch these podcasts and, and also just like uh, share them more easily with people, Because I think YouTube is much easier for sharing, la. Yeah, and and I guess like I know I know for people who have built up followings and all. Starting again from zero is can be a little like, wow, do we really want to? Because our Ministry of Funny channel has 131,000 subscribers, like, mm, right? Correct. We haven't uploaded that for a while, but there's something interesting about starting from from scratch. And now that we are going to have a constant stream of YouTube content, yeah, hopefully, mm. uh, yeah, hopefully it just continues to grow. Yeah, but I, I would love to see people like, you know, do, uh, a bit like on our Reddit, uh, they're dissecting, you know, moments in our podcast a bit more. Uh, especially because yeah. YouTube, like let's say YouTube, if you just put in the time code like zero, uh, colon twenty one, you could then it becomes mm. actually a clickable link for someone else to actually click on that moment and just listen to, or watch whatever what was being said lah. So so it's yeah. a much easier way to like uh, say hey let's check out this moment is them funny or them interesting uh. And then now like if you hear me say omelet, you can literally see my face as I say omelet. Like <laughs> how happy I am when I say omelet. Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. when Terrence says broadly speaking, uh, you know, you can see his broadly speaking face also. Exactly, you know? Things yeah. that were never never visible to the public ever before. Yeah, correct, correct. Maybe you put the omelet yeah, through the uh, Google AI, see whether the captions will come out as omelet. <laughs> yeah, <that's> or it'll <laughs> come out as armlet. A R M. The auto text, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. The omelet. The omelet. Cool. Yeah, but what is one your your show? Oh, your show comment was was the, was the from from YouTube, which, uh, from YouTube. 
Yeah. Oh, from YouTube. Oh, yeah, it, now, yeah. now we have correct, correct. Yeah. No, correct, correct. It's now it's not just Reddit comments. It's, it's comments Reddit. in general. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, and then what is your the one shock thing? Yeah. Why don't you go first? I'm excited, man. This one is it just it just dropped like not too long ago. Uh, mm. The new GI Joe uh, Origins movie trailer. Oh. About and it's about Snake Eyes, the you know the ninja in GI Joe, about the origins of Snake Eyes as the uh, in GI Joe. And guess who is Snake Eyes? Oh, I have no idea. Mister Henry Golding himself, man. Like so, yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking badass to see like Henry Golding in like this. Uh, in like these ex- Hollywood action sequences. Uh. What the fuck? Yeah, Henry yeah. Goulding? Yeah. <laughs> so your oh favourite your favourite movie star, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, is now oh, G.I. Joe. That guy is, is really like the definition of like going from uh, yeah, like okay, like uh, uh, He was doing uh, travel logs. He was doing travel logs. Yeah, travel logs. Travel logs for Heineken, you know, the kind that like the, the kind that that that, wow. that, that Ministry of Funny also would pitch for. He was doing that two, three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And now he's like fucking G.I. <laughs> Joe Snake Eyes dude. No, yeah, there's one thing about being cast in a Hollywood movie, like, which you know he was cast in a rom com. Mm. And then he made the jump to be directed uh, by uh, Guy Ritchie acting with Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Then he was in a movie where he got to make out with Anna Kendrick mm. and Blake Lively. Mm. And then now an action movie? Yeah. Holy fuck. Shit, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty crazy, la. Yeah, I mean, Singaporeans oh all God. over. Hey, is he, he's Singaporean, right? No, la, he's Malaysian. Oh, he's Malaysian. But he time in Singapore. Okay, okay, okay. He's, he's, I mean, yeah, so you cannot be happy for him. You cannot, you cannot be happy for him. Fe- fellow Southeast Asian, like making fellow Southeast Asian happy, la, happy, yeah. la, happy. God yeah. damn, yeah, that's, that's fucking insane. Thing. Go man. check out the trailer, la. It's it looks, yeah, looks yeah, pretty yeah. good. I mean. Although all the G.I. Joe movies were never really that great, la, but but just Snake Eyes as a character is quite interesting, so it should be pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, power. Alright, cool. So what is your one shock oh, thing? Oh wait, oh yeah. <laughs> my, my one shock thing was uh this this series of illustrations that uh a Singaporean illustrator who goes by the name of Autumn Ying. Mm. I think she's based in Taiwan or She's tied to Singapore. Uh, mm. uh, and she just did a series of illustrations that imagines what the royal family would be like in modern day with Princess Diana. Mm. So it's it's hand-drawn. It's like a painting like that. And I just thought like, wow, like, I mean, I was never that clued in into the workings of the royal family when Princess Diana was around. But I just mm. thought, that's kind of cool. And like, normally I'm a little like, ah, royal family again. Mm. But this one was like, I just thought it was a nice, nice, Nice series of of uh, yeah, illustrations, la. And it's a Singaporean actually, Singaporean uh, writer. A Singaporean f- fashion artist. Oh, okay. So yeah, so she's got 160k followers, but mm. I think she's based in Taiwan. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. So and she's doing I a cut, she's and she's doing a series of comics about uh, about the royal family. Uh, no, so she does illustrations all, 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 of all kinds of BTS and uh, all that. Okay, okay. Um, and I think she's heavily in fashion, la, but she just has a few posts uh, uh, like over the past few weeks. Just reimagine like a picture of Harry and William walking in the park with Princess Diana in the middle. Mm. So I just thought it was it was, it was cool. Oh, that's nice. It was a cool thing. That's and cool. she's Singaporean. La. Oh, interesting. So fucking support local, yo. Yeah, go and watch G.I. Joe. Cool. <laughs> yeah, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. Yeah. But cool. Wow. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So that was a fun one. Yeah. 
talk to you all later this week. Yep.